on the block on demand. Without Jerry McIntyre, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champion. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. What's happening, Mohawk Valley? How the heck are you? Let's make this thing happen, shall we? You're listening uh, here in Central New York. That is spectacular. We appreciate that. But you can listen uh, wherever you go on God's Green Earth via the ESPN app. Download the app, hit the Listen tab. Find ESPN Syracuse or ESPN Utica Rome, and off you go. It's August 20th, end of summer, getting there, baby. But I'm sure some of you are going to sneak in a few more trips to camp, a few more long weekends, a few more days off, get those vacation days in before, you know, we kind of flip the script after Labor Day and life gets back to, you know, usual routine, school back in session and all that stuff. So while you're off exploring the world this summer, I'll take us with you via the ESPN app. Here's how you get in touch with the show. Would love to hear your hot takes throughout the program. That's hot. 437-7644. That's the phone number. Brent Axe Media. Brent Axe Media on Twitter, where the show never stops. Or uh, the On the Block text line is a great way to get in touch. 288-0644. Put a 315 in front of that. 315-288-0644. That is the text line. We have one guest joining us today. Mike McAllister. The man, the myth, the legend, QSNation.com will update football training camp 11 days away from the start of the 2018 season against Western Michigan. Plus, there's some interesting basketball recruiting news. I think that Jim Beheim has set a record for the number of players whose first names start with the letter Q that are attempting to come to Syracuse. And every time I think of that, every, uh, think I always think of, I should say, uh, the great movie, White Men Can't Jump. Foods that start with the letter Q, right? So I've got uh, Rosie Perez in mind there. But, yeah, two Qs in the Qs crosshairs. We will get the skinny on just what type of players they are. And they're both planning visits very soon here to Syracuse. So a recruiting update with Mike. We'll go on the blind side as we do every Monday. Hot takes on the way, including what is going to be a big, big problem. For the National Football League. It is unavoidable unless they step in now and fix it. And I'm not talking about the anthem issue, although that's a separate issue in and of itself. 
The AP Top 25 football poll came out today as well. We'll discuss that in Hot Takes. I do vote in that poll. I don't think there was any major surprises there, but it's always interesting to try and find that team in the weeds that nobody sees. I don't know if you guys caught this. This was kind of a late Friday story that came out, not necessarily the usual Friday news dump, but something that just didn't come out until Friday when we got off the air, and that is um, the groundwork being laid for what improvements are needed at NBT Bank Stadium, what kind of money has to be invested to keep the New York Mets invested. And they haven't even started yet. They haven't even officially, yes, they kind of oversaw things this year while the Nationals were still the affiliate, but they are not really truly in place 100% until next year. We're already starting to hear what it's going to take to keep the Mets in town. Is it viable? Is it something that should be invested? And who should pay for it? Always the key question there. A couple of fun things we want to start with, though, here on the program today. And one of those is so one of the we were surprised on Friday as the show's going along to see that Stephen A. Smith was in town. And this just we are on a run here in Syracuse. We, we are on a run when it comes to celebrity sightings. You know what a celebrity sighting in this town used to be? You spot Jim Beheim in the produce section at Wegmans, right? That used to be a celebrity sighting, right? Billy Fusillo, somewhere in town. Like, that used to be a celebrity sighting. Josh Grossman, host of the show on K-Rock. You, you, you see him out and about. Like, that used to be a celebrity sighting. In this town. But now we've got Gwen Stefani going to see April the Giraffe. That's more southern tier, but, you know, central New York-ish. Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live, who is engaged to Ariana Grande. So she was here for a while. She's going to Wegman. She's around town. She's here. She's there. She's everywhere. Uh, Pete Davidson getting pulled over by the manliest police. By the way, he was not charged, though somebody in the car had a little of the, the marijuana. Right. Sam Smith was here a few months ago. Everywhere he went, people taking selfies and pictures. The Beebs. Daniel Baldwin was talking about this a little earlier today on the Daniel Baldwin show, who, of course, you know, so Haley Baldwin. Now, they're not in, I'm, I'm not too up on my celebrity news. So Haley Baldwin and the Beebs, Justin Bieber. They're not engaged yet, but they're going to be engaged, right? Like, that's like they delayed their engagement or they're engaged, but they're not getting married soon. Like, I got to get that straight. But that's a power couple right there. So Justin Bieber, the Biebs, spotted throughout Skinny Atlas over the weekend. And I'm just stepping back here like, man, when did this become, (laughs) is TMZ Going to have cameras everywhere now. When did we become like Celebrity Central? And I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's fantastic. They're filming movies here. We got celebrities in town. This is great. By the way, the ultimate indicator of celebrity sightings. So my almost 12-year-old daughter and her friend saw that the Beebs was in town, and their reaction was, boy, he needs a haircut, right? I mean, always get the honest opinions from the 12-year-old. So Beebs... Haley, I don't know. I might want to talk to him about the lettuce. I mean, he's Justin Bieber. He can do what he wants to do, but, you know, 
honest opinions from 12-year-olds, I'm just saying. But ladies and gentlemen, it all pales in comparison to the great Stephen A. Smith being in town, which leads to this. So Stephen A. talks to the Syracuse football team when he's here last week, and on the Cuse football Twitter account, social media, other places, they put out part of his speech. So we are not going to wait for hot takes. We are going to do this right now in a special edition. Now, I wish this was in studio. I wish this was in person. I wish I saw John Wildhack over the weekend at the great Syracuse football family fun fest where I ran the 40-yard dash. We have video evidence of this up on Syracuse.com. And I am proud to say, on a side note here, before we get to what Stephen A. told the football team, that I did not finish last, despite being the oldest competitor in the 40-yard dash, and both of my hamstrings are intact and working, functioning, and are fine. So that, let's give it up for that. I did not win the trophy. The Syracuse Crunch Street Hockey Trophy is currently in studio. The Team Axe won for the fourth time in five years. I did not take home the trophy at the... 40-yard dash fun fest. I also participated in the quarterback challenge where I hit two of the five targets. I did not participate in the kicking challenge, though. The kicker, you know, pulled out of the crowd, who I think played a little college football, but, you know, that's okay. From Ithaca, went up against some Syracuse kickers and held his own. It was very exciting. The players are into it. They got their phones out. They're taking it. So good time had by all, and thanks for having us all out there. Eat my dust, Chris Carlson. So I bring that up because I saw John Wildhack at said event, and I was like, John, did, did my did, did, where, did my text message not go through? Were you in a bad cell area when I was invited to this this great dinner with Stephen A. Smith? I must have just missed the text on that one. But in a special version of how long can I take a take and how long can you take a take from Stephen A. Smith, he talked to the Syracuse football team. Let's listen. That's what grinding is all about. It's about never being satisfied. Understanding that if you're standing still or going backwards, you ain't living. That's what winners are made of. And the beauty about you is that you got your whole life ahead of you. The stuff that I'm saying to you right now is applicable in any avenue of life that you walk into. I don't play football. I would never dream of playing football. I ain't want anybody to hit me. <laughs> but I take this mentality with me everywhere I go. When I give speeches, I tell people all the time, I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. I'm never satisfied. I learn from people who are brilliant and I steal knowledge from them. The same is applicable to you. If you see somebody that's better than you, if you look in your mind's eye and you know that somebody has something that you don't, why not ask yourself why? Why not ask yourself how can you get it? Who told you that they get to have a monopoly on greatness? You living, you're breathing, you're eating, you're working, how come you can't get it? You gotta ask yourself these questions. And that doesn't mean the answer will always be yes. It doesn't mean the answer 
It's always going to be in an affirmative for you. But what it does mean is the fact that you ask yourself that question means that you are looking for every excuse, every little nugget that you can find, that you can muster. Maximize your potential. I can take that take from Stephen A. Smith because that is a terrific message. That is a terrific message for a football team. That is a terrific message for life. So look, say on about Stephen A. We have fun with Stephen A. on this show. How long can I take a take and some of the opinions that he yells at us very loudly? Sometimes you just kind of have to roll your eyes, right? But that is a great message. And from what I understood, I talked to, you know, people that were there. I've talked to a number of people here. John Wildhack even told me a little bit on Saturday, like how the players loved that speech. That was only a, 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 a snippet of it. But Stephen and I talked to the team, I believe, over 40 minutes. And I think you heard there, the players were very responsive to it. And from what I understand, he was one of the more passionate, enthusiastic, and well-recepted guest speakers that they've had in a while. And they've had, you know, former players and names that you would know that have talked to that team. And we don't always get clips of it like that. We don't always hear about it. But so, yeah, Beebs, it's great that you're hanging in Skinny Atlas. And, hey, Pete Davidson, make sure there's... No green stuff in the car next time you're driving around at 4 o'clock in the morning on the way to Wegmans. And Ariana Grande, it's great to see you. And Sam Smith, that's fantastic. And Gwen Stefani, you want to go hang with April the Giraffe. I don't blame you for that. But Stephen A. came into town and dropped the mic. Good stuff from him. How long can I take that take? I I can take that anytime. Let's break on that note, shall we? 437-7644. We will come back to Syracuse football later in the program. With Mike McAllister, we'll update camp. We'll get a recruiting update on both the football and the basketball front. If you have a letter, if you have a first name that starts with the letter Q, uh, you better call Jim Beheim because they'll bring you in for a visit. A lot, of, a lot of Q names being reported by Hoops, as we'll tell you about later in the show. I want to get into this next, though. The NFL's got a very big problem. And I've mentioned this a bit through preseason. And it's really coming to a head now. And if they don't address this by the start of the regular season, this could be a problem that is much bigger than the anthem issue. Because see, only one about the anthem issue, it goes into politics. And I think a lot of people that don't watch football regularly chime in on that because it gains them political points. What could really bring football to a crisis point? What could really bring football down, and we're talking about bringing football down off the highest mountain that exists in professional sports, are issues with the sport. And this is a big issue within the sport. We'll get into it next. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. You know it. Hey, welcome aboard. Glad to have you here. Happy Monday, everybody. You're just getting on board this party train. We love having you here. If you are someone who's been riding along the whole time, God bless you. Don't forget that you can listen on your time, though. We love it that you listen live. It's great that you listen live. You should be here when it's live. When we're flying without a net. But you can listen on demand anytime via the uh, podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and listen on your time. So you can listen to this program when you want, where you want, however you want. On demand. 
All right, for those of you, and we're going to talk to Mike McAllister later this hour, get an update on recruiting both football and basketball, talk a little football, go on the blind side as we do every Monday. But um, for those of you, uh, as we like to say on the Twitter, in case you missed it, because this story came out Friday night. Tim Canals, terrific reporter, Syracuse.com, wrote about this. Headline, to keep Mets in central New York, Onondaga County seeks $25 million-plus stadium renovation. And just to read you a little bit of, of Tim's story, baseball fans can look forward to a major upgrade of Syracuse's minor league stadium if Onondaga County officials can pull together a renovation project that could cost $25 million or more. As Tim writes, the ambitious renovation, which depends on state funding that is not yet guaranteed, key statement there, which depends on state funding that is not yet guaranteed, aims to make sure the new owners of the local AAA team, the New York Mets, stay in Syracuse for the long term. County officials say they are optimistic they will hammer out a deal with the state and the Mets by September. That's 11 days from now. County legislators were briefed this week on a tentative renovation plan that included adding a, adding a walkable concourse in viewing areas all the way around the playing field while decreasing the total number of seats from 11,000 to 7,000. Okay, keep that in mind, too. First of all, dependent on state money that is not guaranteed yet. Second of all, they are reducing capacity to 7,000. Ryan McMahon, who was chairman of the county legislature, legislature, pardon me, said the biggest variable at this point is how much funding the state will contribute. County officials have tentatively proposed to borrow $8 million for the project, but hope to pull together total funding closer to $30 million. Said McMahon, quote, much of what will be done or won't be done depends on how much money for the project we get from the state of New York. Pending what the state might do, maybe you're looking at a $25 to $30 million project. NBT Bank Stadium, NBT Bank has the stadium naming rights, pardon me, through 2025. So this is all in mind when the current lease expires with the county in 2025 to get the Mets to stay here beyond that. The Mets bought this team, made it a team that formerly community-owned, now owned by them, for $18 million. Okay, so there's a few things to unpack here. First of all, this is heavily dependent on state money, which given the relationship between our county executive and the governor, given the ways this could happen, I'm pretty confident they'll get that money. Okay, getting state money for these projects, you know, there was a number of, of projects. We got a, a film hub sitting in, in this town that was built for, you know, a lot of money that doesn't get used. We can get state money for that. We can get state money for a ballpark. That is about, and then PNC Stadium was opened in 1997. It's still, uh, uh, you know, listen, I've seen worse stadiums. But does it need an upgrade? It absolutely does. Finally, we are seeing construction being done downtown at the War Memorial, which desperately needed the improvements it's now getting. And think of the public campaigning and the what Howard Dolgan had to do and the county had to do, what certain people had to do, sometimes often doing it on this show, to get that done. And that was desperately needed. Is it desperately needed at NBT Bank Stadium? 
The answer to that is maybe, because now the Mets are in town, and the Mets are not as loyal to this town, to this community, to the concept of AAA baseball as, say, a community-owned team was. The Mets are basically saying, show me what you got. Why should we stay here? Now, it's notable that they would reduce the capacity in NBT Bank Stadium to 7,000. Because here is the rest of what the International League has. Charlotte, just over 10,000. Coca-Cola Field in Buffalo. That stadium was built with the idea of attracting a Major League Baseball team that they never got. That's just under 17,000. Lehigh Valley, 10,000. Gwinnett, 10,000. Durham, 10,000. Toledo, 10,000. Rochester, 10,000. Norfolk, just under 12, Columbus 10, Louisville 13, Pawtucket, they're moving to Worcester, but that is about 10, and the new stadium is going to have about the same. Syracuse, NBT Bank Stadium, 11,731. Now keep in mind, when they built that stadium, it was a multi-purpose facility that was, in theory, supposed to have other sports. A soccer team lived there for a while. They played football games there. They did all sorts of events there. That stadium was built where it shouldn't have been. I know this always brings up, oh, they should have put it downtown. Well, you're not wrong, but they're not going to teleport that thing downtown. It's there. They're not going to build a new one downtown. So you got to go with what you got. Scranton, 10,000. Indianapolis, 14,000. The average capacity in double-A baseball, in the Eastern League, were the Binghamton Mets, or the Rumble Ponies, if you prefer. That's their real name. I still think of them as the Binghamton Mets, but the Rumble Ponies. Average capacity in the Eastern League, 7,327. So you are retreating there. You are admitting defeat. You are admitting this should not be a stadium that has 11,000 capacity because even on a good night, even on a solid night where six or 7,000 people show up to watch baseball over on the north side, it looks empty because you're in an 11,000-seat facility. I actually like that idea. Admit, do I go down to 7,000? Maybe not that low, but I think that's a smart idea. Create more of a demand. Make the seats valuable. Jason Smorrell did that when they stopped giving away tickets left, right, up, and down. Make the ticket valuable. Make me want to be there. This whole dependent on state money thing, look, the way it goes around here, and you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I don't think they're going to have difficulty getting that kind of money. My question is, what are the Mets kicking in for this? Are the Mets just saying, let's see what you got? We bought the team. The lease is up in 2024. Give us a reason to renew beyond that. And Ryan McMahon and some other comments, and if you read Tim's full story, just basically flat out admit that. By the way, the whole ballpark cost $29 million to build. The state paid $16 million of that. Now, that's in 1997. You, you, know, you up rates and inflation and all that. They want to improve NBT Bank Stadium for a cost of $25 to $30 million. It cost $29 million to build the place. Shows you where we've gone there. And what do they want to put in? Well, what you want to put in in all these places. A multi-tiered bar behind the fence in left field, group picnic terraces beyond right field, larger seats, entertainment areas, field-level bars, drink rails, overlooking relocated bullpens, more bathrooms, better bathrooms, portable concession stands. And this is being done at a time when the popularity of baseball in this country 
is at least being examined. The sport. If you're going to get people to the ballpark, you've got to go above and beyond, and the Chiefs are doing that. This is the big salt potato weekend coming up. Fireworks, all the promotions they're doing. The Chiefs have gone above and beyond that. My question is, what will the commitment be to do that when the Mets officially take over after the season? They were involved this year, of course, as the owners, but they let it ride out with the Nationals. But they really take over after this year. Are they going to keep Jason Smorrell in charge? Are they going to keep the local people with boots on the ground that know this community as a part of this thing, or are they just going to come in and take over? And how committed are you to being here beyond 2024? Are, is this a six-year stopgap for you? To, it's a convenient place to have a AAA team, a little more convenient than Las Vegas than they were before? We'll get all the answers to these questions. I want to see how this plays out. I just don't want to point fingers and say they're not committed to Syracuse beyond that. We're going to be a double-A town at some point and all the kind of chicken little things that some people say. But it's a very interesting time to make this kind of commitment because, by and large, they don't get those crowds over there. By and large, it's a struggle. Great promotions, certain things, get people to that ballpark. That's the, the ebb and flow of of you know, the Syracuse Chiefs in Syracuse, New York, in the summer. And I will maintain, as I've maintained a number of times, I want AAA baseball here. I want that as an option. But how married am I to AAA baseball versus minor league baseball? Because the baseball part of that is becoming irrelevant. Baseball's the sideshow. Baseball's the, the second part of this. It's about... What, am, what are we doing there tonight? What's the giveaway? What's the promotion? Is there fireworks? Is there a kid's entertainment area? Is there good Wi-Fi? Like, it's sad to say in a lot of ways, but that's just the reality of it. So, given what we read, given what the demands of this is, will they get what they want? Because the key sentence in that whole thing was, the plan is dependent on state money they have not gotten yet. Frankly, it's not that difficult to get if the relationships are right and, you know, things are set the right way. I'm confident they'll get it, but it'll be interesting if they don't, because then what do the Mets do? Because the Mets are just sitting back saying, what are you going to do for me? We bought the team. Now, what are you going to do? And on that note, we'll break. We'll get a couple of your calls in coming up. We'll get our buddy Mike McAllister coming up, talk some recruiting, including on the basketball front. If you are a basketball player whose first name starts with the letter Q, uh, you should apply to Syracuse because there's a lot of kids on the radar that fit that. How good are these Qs? We'll discuss next. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.